Welcome back to the Turnbuckle Tavern and another edition of our Visits to Tavern live from the No Sale Studios. I'm the ace of the tavern, Ace Field Retro, and I am joined today by the perfect ratio, Adonis Stone. Thank you for joining me, Adonis. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I appreciate you having me, having having you on here with me and the, the fact that you and I have met a few times has been cool, and I've been interested to hear your story on here. I've been waiting. I've been waiting patiently to get on in. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of awesome, dude. Well, we are about two months into 2023 and you just competed uh, at Remarkable Wrestling about a month ago for Sky's Limit, that ladder match. How would you describe your 2023 in the ring thus far? I know it's, you know, we're about a month and a half in. Um, Slow start, slow start. Um, I expected to have a a more... uh, bigger role in the indies uh starting off the year but it's all right you know everything happened in due time yeah man i hear that too and we got better than the best two coming up in deer park february 24th you're we'll get into the 30 man rumble in a sec but i want to talk about your moniker being the perfect ratio i did the introduction here talking about what it means uh, what was the influence for that name? It, it, it definitely resonates. I hear you, you call it out right before your finish as well. So what does that mean to you? And what, what did it come from? Um, it came from, uh, you know, I always felt like I was well-rounded. So, uh, and uh, my favorite subject is math. So it all kind of like happened naturally. Yeah, and I hear that. I see your, you guys can follow Adonis Stone at Adonis Stone versus Mighty Mouse, so underscores in between. So I'll include that for those listening to audio. And you have two monikers, and we'll get into the football and everything you do with that. What is truly the difference between Adonis Stone, the persona, and the Mighty Mouse persona that you take in on the field? Um, uh, they're, two separate, they're two separate parts of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, the... Adonis Stone is the fighter, you know, the aggressive, no zero tolerance fighter. Mighty Mouse is uh, more family orientated, more of the team player. Adonis is not really much of a team player. I hear that, man. And you've made it clear whenever you get the chance. It's in your Instagram bio, your Twitter bio, that family is important to you. And you've got a big, loving family with a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. Talk about how they inspire you to chase your goals. And what do you think about that? What do they think about watching you in the ring? Um, to be honest, like, my kids is super unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> they, it, um, they always tell me, like, oh, Roman Reigns could beat you or... <laughs> John Cena could beat you. You're too small. And honestly, that's where a lot of it, a lot of my motivation uh, comes from. Them telling me that, you know, these people could beat you because you're too small. So interesting, too, because their perspective is of, you know, obviously wrestling is wrestling when you watch it, whether it be WWE or on the independent. So getting their perspective is interesting. Have they been big fans of WWE for a while, even before you started in the ring? Of course. I've been a wrestling fan since I was born. I mean, I mean, I may be new to performing in the ring, but wrestling isn't new to me at all. Like I've watched Undertaker debut. People like that. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Well, what about your kids too? Have they been watching? Like, were they introduced to wrestling through you or was it something they were watching on TV with you before you're in the ring? Uh, my oldest kids, I kind of like forced it on them. <laughs> 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 so they, so me being a dad, it was kind of easy to do that. Right. You know, I've taken them to see, we've met John Cena when he was United States champion. We've met Sheamus, Jericho. I took them backstage and, and you know, met everybody. If you look on, my um, social media, you'll see pictures of me and these people and my kids. But yeah, I kind of forced it on them. That's awesome. And you guys can follow at Adonis Stone underscore versus underscore Mighty Mouse on Instagram. A great follow. You guys can see everything, all the future bookings in 2023 and beyond. But let's get into you getting into the ring. And when you first stepped into the ring, coming from an athletic background, I'm sure there were some things that just come came naturally to you coming from a football background. But what was something that was a little bit more challenging than you first expected? Falling. Falling on my own. Like getting used to the bumps. Even though, like, people think, uh, okay, you play football, and that's kind of, like, super, super physical, but it's super different. It's super different. It's nonstop football. We get breaks in between plays and get on the sidelines. When we in the ring, we in the ring. From Bell to bell like it's all action so that that kind of took a toll that was taxing until i got used to it absolutely and i mean we talked about the athletic background and other creative outlets i'm sure you have and football played and plays a huge part of your life growing up and still current today so does being part of a football team influence your mindset in your in-ring presentation or are you considering that adonis stone and mighty mouse two separate things altogether if you notice when i am adonis stone what I am these people all the time. To me, these are just my nicknames. Right. <laughs> but Adonis Stone has nothing to do with Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, Adonis Stone, like I'll, if I'm in training for wrestling, I'm not wearing you no know, Mighty Mouse gear or anything like that. When I'm training football, I'm not wearing no Adonis Stone gear or anything like that. Yeah, so in getting into your football background, I'm sure you could speak to a little bit more. You were running back in the American Arena League and currently, I believe, right? So what's that like and how do you balance that with the aspiring wrestling career on your end? Did I lose you? All right, we'll see if we can get him back in one second. So what we are we are talking about is his football career. He's in an arena football league as a running back, and you guys heard it here. Having the two different entities separate is something that is super important to him. So when he gets back in here, we'll obviously discuss that in further detail. But I'll hype up better than the best, too. He'll be a part of the 30-man over-the-top row battle royal. Winner gets a shot in April at Gabriel Sky for the Remarkable Heavyweight Championship. And I'm sure Adonis is going to be in there trying to do trying his best to win right now. I think he hasn't been pinned, and we'll get into that. Hasn't been pinned in remarkable wrestling at all. He was in that riot qualify the riot championship match in the ladder match, and was able to. Uh, he had the the championship in his hand, and we'll get into the guy who cost him the championship with Jordan Collins. So that was uh, something that we're definitely going to get into. But one of the things I definitely want to hype up while we're on here, since this is airing after shot nostalgia. We have a whole bunch of other visits to Tavern coming up. And the big thing with 
the rest of the the guys here, we're going to be doing an in-person thing at Remarkable Wrestling. So I'm going to be sharing the graphic probably within the next couple of weeks of the, you know, the we're going to do an in-person thing preparing for better than the best too. So I think Koto Capuccia and Gabriel Sky are going to be in there as well. So Adonis is back in here. We got him back in here. Hey. So it's all good, man. I'm so sorry. Dude, it's all good. It's all good. So I was I was killing some time, hyping up some stuff. I talked a little bit more about better than the best too. But let's get into the American Arena League. So what is that like? I mean, are you still doing that right now currently? Are you part of the team and are you uh, still actively participating in that league? Right now, I am playing semi-pro for the New York Patriots. I'm a running back for the New York Patriots right now. I was thinking That's- about going back into the AAL. Oh, that is awesome. So you that is when is the season run? Is it during the normal NFL season or are they running parallel in like the in the summer months? Right. Spring. We do spring and summer. I don't I don't want to play football in the cold anymore. (laughs) 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 I I have a choice and I choose the spring and the summer. I'm good. I hear you. So was that something you played in college, obviously growing up and football has always been a passion of yours. Is it something that uh, came from other sports as well? Um, truthfully, my father, the first sport I learned how to play was baseball. I went from baseball to basketball. Then I started playing football, organized football when I was 14. Excuse me. I started playing Pop Warner when I was 14 years old. I think he popped out for a sec. He's still in here. I think he I'm just here, went out I'm for here. a sec. I'm here. I'm All here. right. Uh, yeah, went from Pop Warner to high school, from high school to the streets, and then got my stuff back together and played uh, the arena football, the arena football league, and uh, semi-pro at the same time. That's awesome. And the raw skills are being worked on in both avenues. Football and wrestling, as we mentioned before, are so similar in a lot of ways. But you mentioned the differences with the falling and the intensities there, but in short bursts. Do you draw inspiration from football players that turned into wrestlers from the past, whether it be The Rock, Ron Simmons, Roman Reigns, Vader, Brian Pillman, the list goes on? Uh, I respect those guys. Those are great talents, but no, I don't. I don't. It's just something that I love. And I feel like if I loved it, I have to do it. Right. So do you, do you see there being a connection and similarity between the the fandoms of sports and wrestling? Obviously there was a raucous crowd at sky's the limit. A lot of Uh, them in your favor. Is there, is there a similarity between football fans and wrestling fans? And what do you see the, uh, the differences as similarities are when they love something, they, when they love something, they're going to let you know they love it. When they don't like something, they definitely going to let you know that they don't like it. <laughs> and they talk a lot of shit in between. <laughs> that is true. I mean, we see that with wrestling fans. And the experience to it, Sky's Limit, we'll get to that in a second with the match that happened with, with the, the Ride Championship and the ladder match and the, the brutal bumps that you were taking. I guess speak to the support that you had. You brought it seemed like you you had a lot of people there in support of you. And what does that mean to have them in the audience watching you wrestle? Um, have my people there and you know seeing me and supporting me means the world to me. You understand that that actually make me want to be better and make me want to perform at the highest level. And going back to sky's limit. Oh, sorry, continue what you're saying. You don't you don't just uh, 
inspire children. You inspire everybody, adults as well. You understand what I'm saying? So it inspires me to do even better. 100%. That's a great mindset to have. And let's get back to Sky's Limit. As we mentioned, that ladder match that happened, you were inches from becoming the inaugural champion of the Riot champion, I should say. And because of Jordan Collins taking you out, mm-hmm. uh, you guys have this brewing feud, and we'll get into what it's going to take to end this feud. What was getting that opportunity ripped out of your hands feel like? And is it motivating you to get back out there and possibly target that or even the world championship with Gabe Sky? See, I feel like I'm fighting for something different than what these guys are fighting for. You understand what I'm saying? Like business. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you, but your screen just flipped a little bit. Oh my goodness. This is chilling me right now. I will fix I can still hear you though, so you can continue talking. 30 seconds. So while Donna Stone is doing that, as I'm talking about before, better than the best two coming up. Remarkable wrestling, February 24th. Deer Park, go out and get your tickets. It's in my link tree. I'm sure you can go to remarkablewrestling.com. You guys can get that as well. Uh, so um, there were also some trading cards as well that you guys can pick up. There's a set of 11 trading cards you guys can pick up. You have an Ace Field retro card. If you're looking to pick that up, you can come see me in person at Remarkable Wrestling, as I mentioned before. And also, I mean, some people picked it up at VPW, so I appreciate the support. Or, or just message me on Instagram. I'll sell it to you. $5 signed at Ace Field Retro. There's a trading card. So make sure you guys pick that up. Limited edition. And some other things in the work for potential merchandise with Remarkable Wrestling and the cards. Uh, they've been a hit. Like from what I hear, all these guys are selling there. I mean, I know Des was selling it at his show, at the VPW show. Percy Ryan was selling it at his show. Uh, you know, Gabe is going to bring it to Limitless and beyond. I'm sure... Des is going to bring it out to beyond as well this weekend at wrestling open. So you guys can check that out and pick up the cards. Cause like I said, we may have a special edition card coming for Des uh, for the match against Scorpio, but stay tuned for that. All right. So we have Adonna stone back in here. So we were, we were discussing a little bit about the ladder match and Jordan Collins costing you the opportunity and your, um, your motivation is a little bit different. You were saying, right. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm fighting for, for a different, like, for a different cause. Everybody's fighting because this is something that they like and it's stuff that they've seen and all this other nice, sweet stuff, which I can kind of relate to, but I'm I'm fighting. I'm fighting to show my kids a better way or to, and or to provide for, a, provide a better life for my kids. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Jordan is 19. I have an 18-year-old daughter. So it's, it's, it's different. I'm a grown man. You understand what I'm saying? Like, but he got heart though, and I respect him. He definitely, he definitely got heart. The world has to know that I am the uncrowned riot champion. <clears throat> Des wouldn't be the champion right now if it wasn't for Jordan. Period. Right. Yeah. So we'll get more into that and about your feud with Jordan because I want to talk a little bit more in depth about it. But Remarkable Wrestling continues to provide you a platform and continue. You really continue to dominate. I was saying when you you fell off of the feed for a sec, you haven't been pinned. Correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't been pinned in Remarkable Wrestling at this point. No. You've been trained by one of the independent kings, the Grim Reefer, 
So speak to the training of Grim Reefer and what makes him so effective of passing on the knowledge that he has in his brain. The fact that he just keeps it so real and straightforward. You understand what I'm saying? He's he's not, we're not being, we have a different relationship. Being that he knows that I'm, I have the athletic ability, we work on the things in between. The deep, the, the detail work, the body language, the angles, spacing, the things that really, really matter that nobody, you know, really, really take heed. We work yeah, on that is a huge, super that, effective, super, super. I, re I respect <clears throat> that man so much. And he's a legend too. I've been a fan of his since, you know, mid 2000s when I was a kid watching him on NYWC and he's still just as effective in the ring too. As much as he's a great teacher, I still love to watch him compete. He was on GCW the other day. Like he's still able to compete at a high level, which speaks yeah. to his training and his knowledge. Yes, 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 it does. Yes, it does. I only hope to, you know, touch a, a piece of what he has a piece of the legacy that he has. That's awesome. So we talked about better than the best two February 24th, remarkable wrestling. You'll be in a 30 man over the top row battle row with the winner receiving a championship shot against Gabriel sky at danger zone two, which will take mm -hmm. place. I believe in April. We don't have the date yet, but what is your mindset going into an over the top row battle Royal style match? We don't know your number yet. We don't know when you're entering, but I'm sure it's a different approach than working one-on-one -on -one or even in like a triple threat match. Um, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Remember, I was in better than the best one, the very first rumble. And I was pretty, pretty decent in that was my that was my first time being in the ring, honestly. Um, but I'm pretty confident that I'm definitely going to come out the winner. Depending on the number, I'm going to strategy a little bit. We know one or 30 will either be Kono or Percy Ryan, depending on the outcome of the Steel Cage War Zone. But anywhere from two to 29 could be yours. So I'm sure that like, if you come out too, I'm sure it's a different mindset than if you come out later on. But I know you're going to be in there trying to win this thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, so you're confident you're going to win, but what do you think the match would be like between you and Gabe Sky? Like, if you guys were given 25 minutes to go out there and steal the show, what do you think you can do with that guy? Gabe is super talented, super talented. And on a personal level, he's super dope. You know what I'm saying? But I've watched every match of his already. I've watched everything that he has done. So my, I don't think, respectfully, I don't think that he would come out the victor. He's super athletic, very athletic, uh, athletically gifted, but I don't think it would be enough for me. And that's wow. just me being honest. Strong words, but I mean, I look forward to that match. It feels like you guys are on a collision course. As I mentioned, you've never been pinned. You're the uncrowned Riot champion. Your hands are on that title if it wasn't for Jordan Collins. So once that's done with Jordan and you finish off that feud with him, I think setting your eyes on whatever title is uh, going to be an interesting matchup because maybe you, you do have some beef with Desmond Cole now because he stole. He didn't. I mean, Tristan Ty was the guy who won the match. Desmond cashed in. So it's not really the beef yeah. with him, but I'm sure targeting whatever title would be interesting for you. Definitely, definitely. 
Definitely. All right. Now, so do now I would I would have a question for them. Do they think that they would be able to to survive a title match against Adonis Stone? It's a valid question. <laughs> do they think? I don't know. It'll be a good one though. For sure. And I'm sure we're going to see it down the line. I mean, month to month, Remarkable continues to put out amazing shows and different matchups and the possibility of future matchups are still out there. But I mean, we're doing this podcast right now and doing podcasts is certainly different than being in the ring. So just us sitting here chatting, it's, it's definitely a different experience. So what is the side of you that you hope people and fans that are listening to this, what do you hope that they see the side of you as? Somebody that takes this business very seriously very seriously very passionate about this because i love this more than there's three things that i love in the world football my kids and wrestling and my girl of course <laughs> i don't want to kill me <laughs> happy valentine's day yeah happy <laughs> but yeah like those are the three most important things to me in the world and that's what I, that's what I hope people get from me. Like, it means more to me than anything. Yeah, and seeing your passion shine through about the football and about the wrestling, you can see that, and your family, man. Like, you can hear it shine through your voice about how much you want this. And that's just something I see on your Instagram as well. You're training hard. You are out there putting yourself out there, working different promotions. And let's talk about uh, ETU. You made your debut back in December. You got an impressive debut match in a scramble format, most notably nailing a destroyer with a clip that needs to go viral, that destroyer on Ken Broadway off the, the transition off the top rope. But I guess speak about your experience in ETU and what you enjoyed about working that promotion in Jersey. Uh, love them. I love the ETU environment. I love that. I love them. Super cool environment, super lit environment, super active. I love struggles. That's the um, man right there. Everybody that, yeah, everybody that I've worked with in the match, Vargas, uh, who was it? Uh, Yoya, uh, Ken. Uh, I'm sorry if I forgot the other two's name. I'm so sorry. I love you guys. But everybody was super dope. Everybody was super dope. That was, that was my first time doing the uh, Destroyer. Oh, wow. Ever. I never practiced it. He said, uh, we... We spoke about it and it happened <laughs> <laughs> like uh better than the best the very first show when i uh did the uh dive outside right very very first time i ever did that wow yeah very first time i love to destroy you though that was dope oh dude get, that's the first time i've seen you do it i don't think you broke it out the remarkable shows right i haven't seen that yet in remarkable mm -mm. Mm -mm. all right save it for Not a big yet. moment i will <laughs> for sure well doing it on ken bro that's a big that's a big dude to be doing that on too that's like i mean you now you know you can do it you can do it on anybody if you do it on ken yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i wanted to do it off the ladder oh man that would have been super dope that that environment was treacherous i'll be honest i was at ringside <laughs> for that with the ladders and the, the doors that wouldn't break just the setup over yeah. there was was treacherous so you guys were in it taking i mean people don't understand dude those ladders and those doors, like there are no get, there's no give on them. There is no give. Uh, Tristan <laughs> tried to put me through a door. It didn't work for him. 
it was just no give with those things. They tried to do a spot on the ladder. It was no give. Well, Kono, they tried throwing him in through the, the door and it just would not break. And then it just like, I think he got thrown <laughs> four or five times when when the, the heel team was working at the end, building up the steel cage war zone. Tono just would, wouldn't go through, man. They just kept, I think his imprint <laughs> is still on the side of the door right now. <laughs> so crazy. Probably, probably. All right, let's get into I, the story I, I of how you linked up with Tim Reefer. What was that? I think I got a buckle bomb into a ladder. You yeah, did. That's for sure. You did. did. I think Zagan Rivers did that to you, right? No, it was uh Sal. Oh, Sal did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was that Definitely. the first time you linked up with Sal? Because I know he usually works NYWC. He's not a remarkable lot. So that's the first time you wrestled him, right? First time ever. First time ever. Super yeah, cool he, dude. Super talented. Yeah, he's been on here talking, and I've met him in person a few times. Very, very talented guy. You guys can catch him at Outlaw Wrestling NYWC, as I mentioned. He's doing Definitely. CZW Dojo Wars as well super active yeah so let's get into the story how you linked up with grim reefer originally to be trained was it word of mouth did you just watch him as a fan or was there a different entry into getting into his school of knowledge honestly um one day i was looking at uh facebook and you know how your phone reads your mind oh yeah right so i'm scrolling facebook and the uh ad comes up so I told my lady when she came, I told my lady, I said, yo, we going out to Queens. She was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I said, don't worry about it. We just going out to Queens. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove out to Queens and uh, I was just watching him. Like I was watching him teach the class and I'm like, I like the way he talk. I like the way he like, I, I love the way he speaks to you. You know what I'm saying? It, it don't feel like. You know, he speaks to everybody the same way. Like, it's no favoritism. It's, I just love that dude. <laughs> I just love that dude. I love Reef. Yeah, and, like, I mean, the big thing about Grim Reef, if you guys have not seen his body of work, you guys can check it out. It's been across multiple decades, and his tree of knowledge continues to pass on with guys like Adonis Stone. But there's other guys that are that you're training with. I mean, I, I also see, you know, guys like Dominic De Niro, right? You, tra- you were training with him as well on, on the come up? It's been a lot. Dom, uh, Kevin Cash, Johnny Rambo, um, SAT. Oh, yeah. Uh, I get words of wisdom from um, Prince Nana. It's just like a whole bunch of people came through classes, but, you know, everybody move on. So you mentioned finding it on Facebook and seeking out schooling and all that, but you mentioned before in the beginning of the conversation, the initial spark, what really started you down the path of being a wrestling fan? Do you, what's your earliest memory? Like you mentioned Taker debuting, that's 1990. So anything before that, or is that the moment at Survivor Series? I was born 1989. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 1989, Undertaker debut, 1990. And it was just... You know, the rest is history. It's it's uh the first Monday Night Raw, and then it's uh the first SmackDown and all this other stuff like Saturday. Uh I don't know, I just fell in love with it ever since. And then, you know, when I was younger, I, I used to look back like my dad had old tapes of like 
the junkyard dog and um the ultimate warrior and hogan and yokozuna and superfly and rick flair all of them guys so i just flooded my brain i flooded my brain and i've been watching and watching and learning watching and learning i'm the type of person if i see something two or three times i can do it i can do it so like I've been wanting to, you know, we boys growing up, we wrestle our friends, we wrestle, right. we wrestle our little brothers, our little sisters, our father. Yeah. So I've been, I've been, I've been preparing for this career all my life, honestly. Yeah. And the thing is with wrestling, everybody has a different story and their fandom all starts, but it all seems to be, it's a passionate fandom more, more so than a lot of different fandoms that exist out there Yeah. where I don't know. Like, I think the characters are larger than life. You mentioned guys like warrior and you mentioned guys like taker. Like there's the connection we make with these characters over time. We watch their journey. I mean, we watch, you watch taker from 1990 until his retirement, his hall of fame speech just a couple of years ago. It's, it's, I don't know. It's unlike anything else in wrestling. I think I'm speaking that's, to you in the same way. That's another thing. That's, that's another one of my goals to be, to have that effect that these people had on me. I don't want to be a flash in a pan, you understand? Like, I want to create moments that show that that gives children goosebumps. You understand? What I'm saying that give men goosebumps. Like, I want to experience that. I want to be a part of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, give everybody like that feeling. Like, oh my god, give everybody that Cody Sammy feeling. Right. That Sammy Roman feeling. That Sammy J feeling that that heart felt like it don't matter if we feel like this is fiction or nonfiction. we connect so much and can relate so much to this moment that it, i'll never forget it that's yeah absolutely. that's 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 the effect that i want that's that's the effect that i want to make hundred percent. I completely agree with you as far as, you know, that's, that is the goal. And I mean, the, the imprint that a lot of these guys, I'm sure when you start out, like for, for Mark Calloway, the undertaker, like when he yeah. first was given that gimmick and be like, you're going to be the mortician or you're going to be the undertaker for real. Like in a, in a occupation style, goofy type of way, he's the guy who took it and ran and it evolved over time. So who knows where yeah. the Adonis stone character will evolve over time. It's, it's going to mature and go in a way that maybe you don't even know right now. We shall see. We shall see. I'm here for the ride, though. <laughs> <laughs> so being a wrestler, training, focusing on, I mean, obviously, a dad takes up a lot of your time during the week, I'm sure. And there's a lot of wrestling out there that uh, to consume. But are you following the current product? It sounds like you are because you mentioned the Sammy and Cody stuff. But are you following on a weekly basis, watching AW, watching WWE, maybe even something else like New Japan Pro Wrestling? I am, with all due respect, a Vince McMahon guy. I have always <laughs> been a Vince McMahon guy. I've never watched WCW. I never watched ECW. I don't watch AEW. I don't even watch NXT. I watch strictly Raw and SmackDown every single week faithfully. I respect every brand. If I was able to work with any brand, of course, you know, but Watching fan from a fan perspective, WWE. 
is it the larger than life thing where like the polished nature of WWE that in the presentation, is that what resonates with you? Probably. 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 Yeah. So I mean, from that, I never thought about it from that perspective, but it might just be. Yeah. We talk about it. We're on the turnbuckle tavern here and we talk about all these different shows, but there's certain thing about WWE that they do well. They do the big event. Well, they make pop and circumstance look special. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, these big stadium shows, they feel like an event where sometimes wrestling done on a smaller scale doesn't have the same thing, but some people like that, that grittiness to it, like the ECW and early AEW and even the Indies, like, you know, going to remarkable wrestling, there's a gritty feel to it that a lot of people are into. That's that's, that, you know, that gritty feel. I wish WWE had more of because that, I love that feel. That's, that's also what my, what Adonis Stone is about, you know, the grit, you feel me? Yeah. It is the larger than life, you know, how they put on for the, you know, the bigger crowds and, you know, across the world and stuff like that. So it's that. But I I don't watch shows or I don't watch other shows. I do study uh, moments. I do study moments like the uh, uh, rest in peace to uh, Jay, right? It's Jay, Jay Briscoe. Yep. Rest in peace to him. And, you know, I hope his family is at peace or whatever. And however, however that goes, because I don't know if I would have been able to take on what Mark took on. Right. He's a super, super strong dude. The moment that Mark and Jay Lethal created, that moment, I watched that. You understand what I'm saying? I was super emotional that was that that had to that touched me personally <laughs> right and i don't even know these guys personally but you yeah. understand what i'm saying like that moment i study moments study moments i don't yeah, watch we talked about, study moments we talked about that on the on the tavern the we did the aw wrap-up show and wrestling more than any other entertainment thing the way you grieve is combat and just watching jay lethal and mark briscoe go out there where mark was in it and jay was having a hard time and i think mark slapped him a few times was like let's get into it so it's such an interesting way to grieve through this performance art that is wrestling and that's the way jay would have wanted it too yeah yeah i know that i i've seen him i've seen him in person one time super crazy (laughs) <laughs> super but super athletic like it's dumb that's just those are special talents yeah man it sucks i'm glad to see we're gonna see mark briscoe on dynamite tonight we're recording on wednesday so mark briscoe gonna be wrestling josh woods so he's gonna be out there getting some more reps and it sucks it took jay passing away to get the briscoes on dynamite that's what it took right. it's the first first time right. it happened which it sucks man i would love to work with mark one day great yeah he's all over the place dude like he he was just at house of glory and during wrestlemania weekend he'll work any independent that's in the area so he's gonna be all over la so there you know that's there's something about that the last traveling independent big star like the briscoes they they didn't have to be working these indies they could have just rested on their laurels and been like we have a payday from impact or we could just stay with gcw 
they work all these independents on the same same weekend, which is still so admirable to me. Right. Me too. Definitely. All right. So we talked about some of the guys you watched growing up, but let's talk about specifically who you're pulling tape from. You mentioned watching moments, but who are you like? You mentioned Junkyard Dog. That's someone that's like very influential to people don't realize how influential Junkyard Dog is to even the stars today, character yeah. work and in-ring work psychology. But who are you specifically pulling tape from to if you want to just learn something new or uh, pull some uh, moveset from? What? <laughs> there you go. What? Yeah, that's one. That's one right there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, In-ring-wise, Chris Benoit. Um, Taz. Eddie. 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 Maybe at the top of the list. Eddie. Eddie Stone Cold and Eddie Stone Cold, Macho Man, and Ric Flair is probably top of my list. That's your Mount Rushmore right there? That's a good one. Yeah. Eddie, Macho Man, Stone Cold. Them, hands down. Chris Benoit in ring. Taz, like I said. Uh, I, li- I like uh, Angelo Dawkins. Oh, yeah. He's great. I like Angelo Dawkins. Because he's not he don't he's not expected to be as athletic as he is. Right. Montez Ford, okay, you see him, okay, he could do a whole bunch of shit, but you don't really expect Angelo Dawkins to do much as much as he does. I like that guy, super. Um, Bret Hart. Oh yeah. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle. Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin. I can name a lot. I just, I just, Ric Flair, the way he speak, the way that, see, before The Rock did it, before The Rock had that type of, you know, effect on people, Rick, when he spoke, it was just, he had everybody here. Yep. He could, with a with a eye turn or with a special with a look or a grunt or whatever he like you had he had you he had you I love that. You think Roman has that same effect because people are comparing comparing him to all time greats? You think Roman has that same effect on people right now? Right now, yeah, yeah, he has grown, but he he had to grow into that. He had to grow into that. Rick yeah. Flair was already like that. Yeah. The Rock was basically already like that. He just had to come out of, you know, the shell a little bit. But he was, every time he spoke, he was like that. It just, Roman sucked. (laughs) 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 We're talking like 2014 Roman post-Shield stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Roman, even Shield stuff. Like him speaking wasn't too delightful. No, but, the suffering but, sucker stash promo on SmackDown that one, or it was on Raw against Seth Rollins. Like that was probably the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then John Cena killed him. Yeah, they had that back and forth when the, they feuded. Uh, I can yeah. do this part time better than you can ever do a full time. I think, but I think he, I think he bounced back correctly from that though. I think he bounces back correctly from that. 
because he is super great now. I think everything that he does is damn near perfect. Even dude, even the facial expressions, like that, the camera even work, the, you, the camera work was great too. But like when Jay said, "I don't give a damn about the travel chief," and they show Roman's face look up, and like the timing was perfect. It, like you can't perfect. teach that kind of stuff. You have you have at to just have all. it or you don't. At all. And he got it. He got it. He's definitely, definitely on God level. But I want my children to know that I can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> I need my children to know that I can beat him. Dude, it's interesting you mentioned Taz and you mentioned Eddie. The two things I wrote down in my notes here about watching your in-ring style, I said influence from Lucha with some technical flair, which is right on the money, man. I feel like Crispin, while you mentioned Kurt Angle, those are technician guys. And the Lucha, man, I see you breaking out some of the Rey Mysterio stuff. We talk about the Destroyer and also the Eddie stuff. Like, I see a lot of that influence. And paired with the Taz, man, breaking out some suplex and some good stuff. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I have a lot more stuff to learn. I have a lot more stuff to learn. I am super way behind. I need to work more. I need, I need to put in more pain. I have to. And that's the way you learn, man. You, you mentioned the training too, but there's nothing like replicating it in front of an audience. Like you can do all these practice matches. You can go out there and train and, and take bumps and like practice moves. Lights. There's nothing like being under them lights. Yep. Nothing. There's nothing like being under them lights. So we mentioned before the growing feud with Jordan Collins. He's responsible for costing you that riot championship. This has been months in the making too. I mean, don't forget this. This has been coming. It's becoming personal at this point, but yeah. What do you think a stipulation would be to settle this score between the two of you? Do you have a match in mind that you want to take all these frustration out on him? Is it a cage? Is it uh, something different? I don't need him in a cage because I know I respect him enough to know that he's not going to go nowhere. He's He wants to fight. The kid wants to fight. So how can I whip his ass, completely whip his ass without no boundaries? Let's not, let's do a hardcore match. Everything, everything available we can use. Let's finish it there. We could do last man standing match. Got to be perfect. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you have to finish this off with Jordan before you target anybody else? Like, do you feel like it has to be finished to close the book? Or are you able to focus your, your attention elsewhere until you're done with him? Um, well, better than the best two is coming on 24th. So I have to focus on the rumble right now. I can't focus on Jordan. Now, after the rumble, after I whip 29 asses and throw the masses out, then I can focus on whipping Jordan's ass one more time and then taking somebody's title. That's how you start off the year. That is. That's how you start off the year. So as we wrap up a little bit here, I'd like to talk about common, commonly held beliefs in wrestling and a lot of people talk about things that are just assumed, but is there something in wrestling that you've learned or seen that you just passionately disagree with? Like if someone tells you that 
this is important or that's important. Is there something you look at and like, no, I completely disagree with that. As far as what, like, well, like, you know, it's something that you need to be doing in the ring, whether it be, you know, focusing on the camera or is it something like a certain move set that you can't do or abiding by a certain set of rules. A lot of some other answers where, you know, people think that wrestling needs to be re- people need to wrestle every weekend of the year. Some of the people feel like you shouldn't wrestle every weekend of the year because it saves your body. It's just two different schools of thought. OK, um, with that being said, yeah, uh, I do. I believe in you know preserving your body for long you know as far as longevity goes so you gotta you know move correctly um but as far as like rules and stuff as far as like things that i disagree with it has to be that the big man is always going to be dominant i do not agree with that the big man is always going to be dominant I was I was personally sent by the wrestling gods to tear down the world of the giant and rebuild it in my image. I have to. I have to. I want the world to look at a dominant small guy, a, a small guy, and think, oh my God, he is not playing. He is serious, and there might not be anybody that can beat him. There might not be anybody with the skill set to beat him. I disagree that this is big men. I don't like that. That I don't like. That's a great answer, man. And that came from a direction that, and I didn't think about that, but that is something obviously the world of wrestling has moved more in a direction to be conducive to allowing smaller guys. We've seen Rey Mysterio be world champion, Eddie Guerrero, but you're right. At the end of the day, when people watch wrestling, big guys seem like they always seem like they're going to come out on top. And I love, I love that mindset of hell no, it's going to yeah. be me. Right. Like if Brock wanted some, he can get some Bobby, <laughs> like guys like that. Like you feel what I'm saying? I love those guys. Those, those are guys that I also study. Also, I forgot right. to mention them two guys. I love those guys, but like, you know, the buildup, with the match, you know, uh, you know, these giants and this is going to be the biggest match ever. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's only been Ray. Me and Ray is the same size. It's only been Ray. It's only been Ray. What other small guy that has been that successful? True. I mean, you, you can go back to Eddie, but Eddie had to pack on all those pounds, man. Like he had to put exactly. on muscle before they did exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. When he was in WCW, he was smaller. Yeah. He was smaller. When WWE got him, they made him swell up. They made him into what they believe that, you know, which is, you know, to each his own. But what I believe is small guys should be looked at a lot more different taken a lot more seriously than what they are oh yeah what about watching a guy like brian danison i forgot (laughs) (laughs) i love brian i don't like being asked a question and i'm not able to answer it in (laughs) in a complete fashion you asked me who i studied and i did not mention (laughs) i'm so sorry i did not mention him 
I didn't mention Phil. Uh, CM Punk. I didn't yeah. mention. I didn't mention him, and I should have, because when when you when Brian is a combination between the move set and the moments, which I love the 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 in ring ability and the moments. You understand what I'm saying? That's how you. That's how you. That's how you're great. Like that. That separates you from everybody else. Yeah, he he's had some memorable moments, and I know you said you're not watching AEW consistently, but I'm sure you've seen the moment Grand Slam where they got a standing ovation in at, in Queens at the Arthur Ashe Stadium with Kenny Omega and and Brian Danielson standing across from each other, and go back to WrestleMania 32, man. Like that moment is it's hard to replicate something like that with the passion and influence that people saw in this. And you can kind of compare that with Sami Zayn too. Like this year, Sami has this organic momentum that feels like it's going to be a missed opportunity if they don't push him that level, but that's a tough choice to make Cody or Sammy. They have to, they got to figure it out. They got to figure that out because they can lose if one wrong move with any one of these talents and they can lose they can lose big time. And these are these talents are too big, too, you know, too valuable, too great. If you're booking this right now, so obviously Elimination Chamber coming up tomorrow as this is being aired Friday. So Saturday's Elimination Chamber. It's Sammy Roman Elimination Chamber for the WWE Universal uh Undisputed Championship. Are you putting the title on Sammy? Are you making it a triple threat? What if you're if you had the book, what are you doing for WrestleMania? Um, I would oh no. It's a tough choice. No, it's tough. I would probably I would probably give the, the, the titles to um Sammy. You uh on SmackDown, they uh the twins, Jim and Jay, was told to stay home. Right. So now you now you only have solo with Roman. So what does that leave open for for Kevin Owens to help Sammy win the titles, make it even? Wow. So that's 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 kind of the way that I would go. Because this this whole thing is it like you said is organic. Like the the the, the, the uh, what Sammy Zayn is you know the momentum. It's like it's like Kofi Mania. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, like, I would do that. The twins stay home solo in the corner of Roman. Sammy seems to be by himself. They seem to be getting the best of Sammy. Kevin Owens helps Sammy win the title. Wow. In Montreal. Yeah, be that, a huge moment. It's a super, super, super big moment. Yeah. See that that's the moments. That that's what I'm that's what I mean by the moments. That moment is like CM Punk winning the championship in Chicago. Oh yeah. Or Brett Brett winning it in winning it in um Canada. Uh, Montreal. I'm saying, but uh yeah. That'd be a super big moment. They wouldn't try if Roman won, they probably wouldn't make it out of Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were chanting uh, fuck you at Royal Rumble. So who knows what Montreal is going to do? That was San Antonio. This isn't, this is right. now Montreal. So we'll see how passionate <laughs> they are. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Right. Definitely. So you mentioned mentors before we, we talked deeply about Grim Reefer, but is there anybody else that's a wrestling role model to you that you look up to and someone you can text and be like, Hey, can you review this match? Or you need some advice? Who's a guy you go to aside from Grim Reefer? I don't go to, I don't go to many, but it, there, there are a couple like uh, Joel mm. from um, SAT, like my, my big brother. Um, like I, I named uh, Prince Nana. Prince Nana uh, always give me words of wisdom. Always, always. When I think when uh, we come across each other a few times and it was just so like our energy, like it was just so natural. Like also with me and Joel, like with me and Reef, like I don't, I don't try to go around reaching out to people. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Because what worked for everybody else may not work for me and what works for me may not work for everybody else. You understand what I'm saying? I respect everything that everybody else does 100%. But that's not me. I'm trying to create my own path. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so I'll take, I'll take uh, words of encouragement and words of wisdom from these people. Definitely. I've taken, I've spoke to Bull, uh, like struggles. You know what I'm saying? People like that all the time. Um, That's a great shirt. Is that Chavo. pro wrestling tees? Chavo, Chavo gave it to me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've had conversation. I've had a conversation with him. Uh, a couple people, a couple people, a couple people. And you, you mentioned before legacy and you, you kind of went in, in depth about it, but I'll give you another opportunity to talk about how you want to be remembered in pro wrestling and the contributions. How do you want people to look at 25 years from now? And they say, Adonis Stone, the professional wrestler, how do you want them to be remembered? Um, like, like, like Stone Cold is, like, like the Undertaker is remembered for that, for like nonstop moments and nonstop work and, you know, like, I want to be for the for the people. I want them to. I want people to to know like I am somebody that can relate. I have always been somebody that can relate to the people and created moments to where they can relate to in turn. That's what I. The moments is what I want people to remember. That's what wrestling's all about, man. It's the moments, and there, there's ones that stick out vividly in my in our brains and. We're covering WWF 1998 on the Turnbuckle Tavern for Shot Nostalgia, which just aired before this came on. And a lot of that, too, like you remember the moments more so than the in-ring action. Like we were talking about it, myself and my co-host, Mike Belcaster. There is most of the matches aren't more than 10 minutes and they're not right. huge work rate matches. It's about Stone Cold getting in Mike Tyson's face. And it's also about the beer bath. And it's also about, you know, The Rock and Austin on the bridge where he tosses the Intercontinental title over. Like, there's stuff that happens that's outside the ring. And I think there's a delicate balance where it doesn't have to all be about work rate, but as you mentioned, moments live forever. Even, even, it's facts. Even, you know, torch passings. I love those moments. Like, Stone Cold fighting Kevin Owens. That was him passing the torch to the, to Kevin. You yeah. know, um, 
Undertaker and Bray, this recent moment that they had. Yep, a raw pass, thirty, right? Passing the torch to uh to Bray. Moments, moments like that, like even uh the Rock coming and save Roman in uh the Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Like moments like that, like I've created minds. Let me allow you to do your thing. You know what I'm saying? It's your time. I love those moments also. Yeah, you can even see it like early as 1990 with WrestleMania 6. Like Hogan hands the title to Warrior. It wasn't Hogan was right. back after that, obviously. But like that right. moment right there, it looks like a, a torch passing. But right. I agree, man. There's certain eras of wrestling that need to be bookmarked and then pass on to somebody else. And I mean, I love it. I, lo I love that you brought it to that. Definitely, definitely. So as we end here, part of the show is talking to future stars such as yourself. And wrestling right now seems to have more young talent than ever all across, not just the Northeast, but all over the world. Right now, if I had to ask you three wrestlers you'd recommend for people to look out to break out in 2023 and beyond, and why are they going to be doing big things? Do you have guys that you want to recommend here? Uh, two, I know personally... Well, everybody, I know all three of them personally. So it would be um, Johnny Rambo. Johnny Rambo. Johnny Rambo is like my little brother. He'll be in the Rumble as well. So you guys can check he'll him out at Remarkable Wrestling. He'll, he'll definitely be in a Rumble. And um, Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash, as you've seen, like he's been my manager at times. Mm -hmm. but But he can fight. So he is definitely to look out for. And last but not least, myself. This year, like, I'm looking to put some gold around his shoulder, around his waist, and becoming more than what I am. Definitely. I told you, I was sent by the wrestling gods. They sent me to tear down the world of the giants and build it in my image. Definitely. And before I let you go, this is your opportunity. And you guys remember to follow at Adonis underscore versus underscore mighty mouse for all future bookings. You guys can check him out. As I mentioned, February 24th, better than the best two in the 30 man rumble. He's going to be going out there trying to earn a shot. Danger zone two. Uh give, uh, this is your chance right here. A little platform to just tell people what to expect from you. You mentioned it before, but, other things you want people to know about, not just wrestling, maybe about football, anything else? Expect me to keep trying to create the the most memorable, memorable moments. Whether it's running a ball or hitting somebody with the perfect ratio, it don't matter. I'm going to always always try to create memorable moments always try to be relatable always but at the same time i'm not i i'm not here to waste time i'm here to get mine definitely well dude i appreciate you joining me here this has been a great conversation i can't wait to see you on the 24th we'll be uh Live and in person, as I mentioned, February 24th. Remarkable wrestling, better than the best two. Pick up your tickets in advance. You don't know how long they're going to last. They're on my link tree. Go to remarkablewrestling.com and say what up to both of us. I'm sure you guys can see Definitely. us and, and say hi. I know that Adonis Stone's going to be rolling deep with all his people that are showing out for him. So make sure you guys check that out. And 
Good luck in the Rumble, man. 30-man Rumble. Best of luck to you. I appreciate you. All right, we'll see you guys next time. This has been Visit the Tavern. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next week.